Welcome to the Nebraska Abilities Podcast. I am your host, Nate, along with my lovely co-hosts, Zach and Andy. Welcome to week eight of the college football season. Nebraska, coming off of a bye week, will be facing uh, the likes of Northwestern this weekend, uh, 2.30 p.m. at Memorial Stadium. Uh, 11-point favorite so far, so Vegas uh, thinking highly of us, interestingly enough. Um Gonna be gonna be quite the game ahead, surely. Um, you know, Northwestern has uh, not been the best, but we can't necessarily say that we have been the best either. So it's going to be an interesting matchup between two teams that are, you know, clawing their way to uh, make the most out of the season here. Uh, Nebraska certainly has everything ahead of it going forward. Uh, if you paid attention at all to any college football over last weekend. Uh, a lot of the Big Ten West teams that Nebraska is competing against uh, had a rather poor showing. Uh, and so by, I don't know, transitive property, I guess, Nebraska, in theory, at least, has a solid chance to win a few games out of their next six, I believe, ahead. So mm-hmm. it'll be uh, an interesting stretch. Certainly, uh, we want to see uh, Nebraska coming out of the bye week, you know, explosive, healthy uh, we want to see, see you know, good, solid game from them, but uh, a lot of season ahead still, and we'll we'll see what uh, the Huskers have in store. I'll just kind of start off with that, and I'll pass it over to Zach or Andy for any of their uh, opening thoughts on uh, what we're going to see ahead. Nebraska's back for another week of football. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you, Nate, when you say, uh, or going back to the 11-point favorite part, I'm a little shocked by that, to be honest, only because, uh, call me cynical, I suppose, but Nebraska in the past few years has been what uh, many professional analysts and whatnot are calling um, not good. So seeing us as an 11-point favorite over, understandably, a team that's been going through quite a rough year just with everything that's happened there, um, still, I think 11 points is a lot to give, especially in in a football game. Um, I mean, it's not quite two scores, but it more or less not two, sorry, two touchdowns. It's not, it's, it's a two possession game basically. So I don't know. I mean, if our defense, which I'm sure will show up, shows up. Yeah, maybe, but with our offense being the way it has been this year, I'm not sold on that. So we'll see, but it is not, it is going to be nice that Husker football's back. It was nice to actually, though, have a weekend where it's like, oh, like a Saturday isn't going to determine how the rest of a Saturday football game is not going to determine the rest of my mood for the weekend. So that was kind of nice. Um, I mean, it was it was nice two weeks ago, too, when we beat Illinois. So I guess I can't complain too much. Mm-hmm. So um, let me we've see. been living large here in Huskerville the past, you know, when beating Illinois, going into bye week. <laughs> watching everyone else just kind of have a rough week uh, last week. It's... And I think that's another key that. thing is like, now that we're in that mid season point, we're kind of starting to see teams maybe not necessarily get injured, but you know, we're starting to see the cracks in the armor for some teams. Um, I mean, look at Illinois or not Illinois, uh, Iowa and Wisconsin. That was by far <laughs> one of the ugliest games. And yet one of the most exciting to watch because of how ugly it was. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing a little graphic during that game where it was like Iowa on the last three drives had like six total yards or something. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, well, you know, 
I can complain about our offense all I want, but at least we're able to do a little more than that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, for opening thoughts, yay, Nebraska's back <laughs> this week for football. Uh, I'll yes. pass to Andy. <laughs> yeah, so it was a very uneventful bye week, which is, I think, you know, for the most part, what we wanted. Um, coming back to the Monday press conference, you know, we know that uh, last week Marcus Washington was out for the season, but, you know, it's good to see Rule come out and talk that, you know, no major injuries happened over the bye week, nothing bad happened over the bye week. Um, Deshaun Singleston is still out, but he did say that uh, Luke Grimer is back and uh, practicing again. So whether he'll be healthy enough by Saturday, you know, it's still up in the air, but uh, all rule just said that he was just back and practicing. So that's a good sign to see there. And then clarified that Heinrich was going to be the starter on Saturday. Um, even though Sims, he said was a hundred percent healthy, that Heinrich will still be rolled out there as a starting QB. So no longer have to wake up Saturday morning waiting for a Pete Thamel tweet to go out confirming who's the starting quarterback or, you know, waiting until they show up the starting lineups on the screen at the, uh, at the stadium to see who's starting. So nice to see that rule does have confidence in Heinrich now going forward. And, you know, as much as I have always said that I still think we're going to see Sims this year and we still may, um, <laughs> You know, and that's, can't close the door on it yet. Can't close the door on it yet. Um, and I only say that just because just I we know Nebraska's history, um, just not having a healthy enough quarterback throughout the maintaining throughout an entire season, especially as we get more into the back half of the schedule of more uh, gauntlet Big Ten teams that we're going to play here. So I, that's the only reason I say that is there's just maybe some sort of chance that we see Sims if Heinrich does get hurt or if he has to go out or something like that. Um, especially with Nebraska being a QB heavy run team right now is, is Heinrich going to be able to take those shots and keep taking those hits and stay healthy enough at the same time for how much that Satterfield wants, you know, maybe being forced to run the QB run game as it is just because you're losing wide receivers you don't really have much depth behind Anthony Grant and even Anthony Grant, you know, it's still yet still yet to see if he's going to fix those fumbling mistakes at the same time. So a lot of unknowns still going into the week, but just those are just a couple of big quick notes that rule had said uh, at his Monday press conference that Reimer's back practicing. Sims is still healthy, but Heinrich will still be the starter um, going to uh, barring any injuries or anything that happens to Heinrich by Saturday. But yeah, knock on that just... piece of wood behind you after you said that. <laughs> Thank you. We're good. So just just nice to have like an uneventful bye week that we didn't get any super bad news Monday from Rule or anything like that. And um, I highly suggest everybody, you know, Nebraska's kind of been doing their own little version of like hard knocks on YouTube. Uh, it's like the go big rewind or whatever they want to call it rewind or whatever and if you thought like matt rule was a good press conference pr guy which he very much is i mean you go listen to any of those pregame speeches that he gives in the locker room and you find me 10 brick walls to run through because boy (laughs) i'm just one of them just makes me want to just run through all i'm just waiting for rule to come out and do like what dan campbell did at uh detroit when he was introduced we're gonna bite your kneecaps off or whatever (laughs) i'm just waiting for it because at this rate matt rule for us is our dan campbell the way oh absolutely the way they both do that yeah like me that 
that quote that's been kind of going around on you know TikTok, Insta, X now, whatever you want to call it, is like if we die, we die. Quote. I mean, that's just you know, I, I don't know guy. what pure football guy, pure football guy. Like I don't know what more. <laughs> I don't know what more you want. It's like if we're gonna die, you know, we all die together, and it's just obviously not figuratively dying. I mean, <laughs> well, obviously he's not we saying that to his team. <laughs> we hope not. But sports speak wise, uh, you know, makes you want to run through a brick wall. So I, I highly did. suggest. I don't know what you yeah. guys have been doing. I already did. I assume you said that. My, I mean, I got a broken shoulder. Don't worry about it. But... <laughs> I'm running through the brick walls. <laughs> I The attempt was there. <laughs> the attempt was made. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's just kind of some quick nuggets that he made there. Um, I know that. Well, I mean, the biggest point that this game going into this season was I did not think Northwestern would be three and three at this point, considering what they went through right in the middle of August, right, like around that summertime of right before they go into camp, and then everything with the hazing, Coach Fitz being fired, let go, whatever you want to call it, and that I mean that still lawsuit is still active and that everything, but I did not think Northwestern would be three and three going into this game. I thought they'd be, you know, one, two wins at best. And so the fact that they had that comeback win against Minnesota, just you know, first off, awful by Minnesota to blow that game when they did play them. Uh but then, you know, they they narrowly escaped Howard last week. So you could take that as you will, but you know, still, still a three and three football team, still one and two in the conference, tied with us right now in the standings for the uh, the Big Ten West. And you know, as much as like Nate said, you know, it's an eleven point favorite. We're definitely the favorite. It's still a game that I think you can't be too safe and just going in knowing or like thinking that we're going to comfortably win. You know, and unless Nebraska starts to prove that, it's probably still going to be a lot of uncomfortable wins just because we're still learning how to win as a team, despite everything that we've been through. I mean, yeah, you know, like I said, the Illinois score was a 20 to seven, two touchdown favorite, like two touchdown win game, but that was a very uncomfortable win at the same time. And I think that's probably what Saturday's going to be too, is unless Nebraska starts proving that they can kind of comfortably control the game, kind of like what they did against Northern Illinois, that's probably the game all year that's they had control, no doubt what was going to happen. Like we knew Nebraska was a safely win. And I mean, not even Louisiana Tech. I mean, that, you know, part of that game still felt uncomfortable at times compared to North, Northern Illinois. So I think it's just that was a game. The game. That was going to be the game yeah. that I used for this comparison. Yeah. It was like, I hope we come out better than LA Tech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, sorry, better than we did against LA Tech. Yeah. I mean, I, if they came out like they did against Northern Illinois, I mean, that was. That, like I said, a very comfortable four quarter game where, like, there was no issue whatsoever that we're going to lose that game. And I think, you know, until Nebraska starts proving that they can do this, you know, this is not a game that they can just sit back and, like, you know, Northwestern's not good. Like, we're going to comfortably win this game. I'm like, well, no. I mean, Nebraska's still not great by any means. Like, we're still learning how to win. We're still learning what these offense even is. Um, but I think this is going to be another game like last game is you're going to rely on your defense to make the stops and make you the plays. And then the offense has to capitalize on it. Um, you can't have last week where you have three drives within your own 30 yard line and come away with three points and two turnovers. I mean, it just can't happen. 
Um, cause eventually a better team, you know, upcoming like Maryland, Iowa, Wisconsin, maybe even Michigan state. I mean, those teams are going to bite you on that. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely just hopefully a game that Nebraska just doesn't sit back and ease. I mean, hopefully like rule coach rule in his videos. I mean, you have to go out and attack. You want to be out. You want to go out and attack Northwestern. And I think that's what they have to do is you got to get a commanding lead and then you have to just hopefully just keep riding it and just keep going and not, you know, let stupid penalties drive you back like they always do. But with that, I think, yeah, pass it back to Nate there. And, you know, what do we want to see? I mean, defense, special teams, player specific, <laughs> any of the above. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a really good point by you, Andy, that like Nebraska can't overlook Northwestern. It's it's definitely a game Nebraska should win. Nebraska's, I would say, is probably the better team overall, but it's not a team you can just be like, oh, we're going to look past them. I mean, not that mm-hmm. we have Purdue, I don't know, to look past too. It's not a huge game. No offense to Purdue. Not a huge game to look past. You like live in the moment and, you know, take every snap, you know, one one step at a time. Like you got to you got to come out and you got to want it. And I think Coach Rule has done a really good job of really rallying the guys kind of around that mentality. That's what it seems like, especially, you know, they came out flat against Michigan, both sides of the ball. And you saw, at least in the Illinois game, the defense came out ready to play. Uh, the offense is still trying its best. They're finding their uh, footing still. But um, the guys, you can tell, are they're, they seem to be rallying around Rule and like kind of listening into the words he's saying and really starting to believe in what he's saying, which is a long ways from where the past kind of coaching regimes were because it is a lot of, you know, you got to get the players to buy into it. It's it's a culture thing, and it, it's not something that just happens, you know, snap the fingers overnight. It's something that you have to instill and the players have to see and you know understand and believe in that and that's you know rule seems he's a genuine dude and he seems to really kind of get i don't know the values that nebraska kind of stands for in their kind of student athletes and that's really exciting to see and hopefully he can continue to uh i don't know just find that fire within the players to i don't know keep moving forward it's it's exciting to see i think uh you know, there's a lot of potential that <laughs> Nebraska has. We'll we'll see if they realize it over the next few games. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, back to the quarterback conversation, Harburg versus Sims. It's I'm glad that Harburg is getting the, getting the nod. He's clearly, you know, he's earned it. He I, everyone had a rough showing against Michigan, so I don't think we can ding people too much. But I mean, everyone wasn't his best showing against Illinois, but he came out and he fought and he won us a game and. I think I said even last week or two weeks ago, he's probably n- no offense to the guy, but he's probably not the best quarterback in the room, but he's a great game manager and he can win us the game. And that's what we need. Um, and that's, need. that's the exact point. Nate is he, he has done enough to not lose us. Those mm-hmm. like those terrible games. I mean, he, yep. yeah, he is absolutely not, not by any means, not a, you know, flashy, pass heavy like perfect quarterback in any way but he has done enough to be just i mean average right now is like really good for nebraska right now i mean he's been 
he's been average to above average of just doing what he needs to do and just controlling the game, which is right now, yeah, with Nebraska trying to figure out what they need to do still. I mean, that's all we need, mm-hmm. and he's done it as about as well as you can ask him. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, we know that our defense now, I mean, again, Michigan game excluded. Our defense can keep us in most games. Mm-hmm. We just need a steady hand on offense to kind of drive us and make sure that we're not making too many mistakes to – you know, give the game away and it's, he's been, he's been good enough and that's, that's what we need. And so I'm glad he got the nod. We'll, we'll see what uh, Sims mania is cooking up in practice and maybe down the road. But uh, for now it's the Heinrich Harburg show and hopefully he, you know, close out the season and hopefully he, you know, has a, has a good year and keeps learning. I mean, it's like you said, Andy, it's going to be tough for him because, Running quarterbacks, he has. I'm just looking. He's out almost 70 carries mm-hmm. in the few games that he started, and that I mean, for a quarterback, that's pretty much running back numbers. Yeah, <laughs> when you're not when you're not a running back, just comparing <laughs> to Northwestern's starting running back who has 74 carries, like that's mm-hmm. uh, not not ideal. But if he can handle the load, I mean, obviously kudos to him and more power to him, but. It's definitely something that'd be sitting in the back of my mind that um, I'd want to at least, you know, be be cognizant of down the stretch, especially when we, we may need him in those last few games to maybe make a push somewhere. So, mm-hmm. uh, but otherwise, it's on offense. It's you know, really, especially the wide receiver room, hoping we get some guys stepping up. Um, especially Marcus Washington going down. We I saw Malachi Coleman's going to be starting, mm-hmm. and I think Jalen Lloyd's going to be getting his fair share of reps I hear it as well. And so there's going to be, I mean, obviously some competition, but we want to, I, I don't know. It's Malachi Coleman's, you know, Lincoln kid, Lincoln high. We want to see him do well. Hopefully he can ball out. He's getting his opportunity. And so hopefully rule gives him a little leash to run on. And yeah, hopefully Harvard can make some passes there. Otherwise just, Anthony Grant needs to hold on to the ball. <laughs> the dude <laughs> yeah, can run, the does. dude can plow people over, but just ball security. And I mean, he's had, you know, a week plus to think about the fumbles he had in Illinois. And so hopefully coaches have been pounding into him that, hey, this is, you're going to be our starting guy. We need you to be that leader that steps mm-hmm. up and doesn't, you know, make those costly mistakes. So. But other than that, um, it's good to see that we're getting healthier on defense. Uh, Reimer back, that'll be, I think, really big for us. And I saw mm-hmm. um, Phelan Sanford actually got a black shirt this week as well. Him so and really Jamari nice. Butler and Nick Henrich yeah. all got black shirts this week. Yep. So they're clearly, I mean, they've been putting in the work in games, and they're clearly putting in the work in practice. So they're, they're guys that are stepping up. I mean, mm-hmm. our defense has had not as many, but their fair share of injuries, and it's good to see guys, you know, stepping up and filling those roles that uh, need to be filled. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my uh, quick and dirty thoughts, I guess, on where where I'm seeing the team this bye week. I'll pass it on to Zach on uh, any of his thoughts. Don't really have too much else. I mean, you guys kind of covered the big brunt of it. Um, I mean, going back to the QB discussion, I'm also glad that Harburg is getting the the nod. Um, I, I think I've said this in previous episodes, or at least in passing to you guys somewhere. But to me, it's like the, it's like the hot hand in basketball, you know, as an, as a analogy, 
like if your guy, if you send a guy out there, you know, off your bench in basketball and he scores just lights out, you, you don't take him out of the game except for when you need to, just for the rest aspect. Like you don't, you don't take him out of the game if he's on fire, <laughs> not that necessarily Harburg has been on fire, but he's got himself into a groove. He's got the offense into a groove, even if it hasn't looked, you know, even if it's been one of the weirdest and wildest grooves ever seen, he's, he's done it. He, like you said, he's, you know, managed the game. He's done well enough. Like rule always says that he's, uh, whoever's going to give us the best chance to win. He's going with. And obviously I think Harburg has earned that He earned that. I, to me two weeks ago, um, even, even with the Michigan game, I mean, nobody earned anything at the Michigan game. Um, but something else that I think, I, I don't know how you discuss it until you see it, but, um, uh, something that the previous teams that we've had that we've talked about um, that we really haven't seen that I think we might see going forward is just that confidence. So last year's team and previous teams before that uh, would have probably, you know, given up after the Michigan game and been like, well, we suck again. Understandably, the way that Michigan beat us, you know, your morale is not going to be high. I understand that. But they came back and they ca- and they beat Illinois, which is something that we hadn't done for a, a long time. I mean, I can't quite remember when the last time we did it was, if it was even while we were in the big 10, I'm sure we were. I don't remember. Well, we beat Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. It we was, it was the last Friday night game that they played Illinois. Uh, there you go. Like it's, <laughs> we had to sit here and think about it and I'm, I'm not trying to discredit Illinois. They're not it was, a team because they were, we should have beaten yeah. them multiple years in mm-hmm. the past yeah. and we didn't. And so coming off of the loss against Michigan to then beat Illinois, even as ugly as we did and not give up in the situation that we were in with Illinois. I think that is going to build huge confidence in our team going forward. And I mean, again, like you can't overlook these teams. We aren't at a point where we can, I don't, I don't think any football team should ever overlook any football team. But at this, at that point, you know, we can't overlook any team because no game is 100% ours. Um, I mean, unless we go in and play a high school team, which that would be kind of weird. <laughs> but 2019. Yeah, it, was, oh, it wow. was that weird Friday night. They went down like 14 to nothing. It was a Saturday game, actually. Was it Saturday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. came up 42-38. It was a close one. I mean, that's been maybe maybe we lost a Friday night game. I know we we did play one <laughs> Friday night. That might have been the Tanner League game. Ugh. But I mean, that's been that's been four years now. So yeah, you know, previous years, um, again, previous years, Illinois would have been a team that, based on how we played just in the first half of the Illinois game two weeks ago, we would have lost. And after the Michigan game, we for sure would have lost. So I think there's a lot to be said for just the, the boost in confidence, especially now, like you said, like you both said, like now we're getting healthier on defense again, which is our, which is the cornerstone of our team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be huge. Uh, again, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think the team's going to overlook Northwestern rule seems to have them pretty well bought into the point. Like, Hey, like <laughs> you don't even think about the next snap. You think about what you're doing right now. And mm-hmm. I, I love that mentality. I think the team really is, is clinging on to it. Um, I also really like his, I really like his, um, just the way he talks about, Hey, like if you make a mistake, like, yes, we, we acknowledge that you made the mistake, but forget about it. Move on. You're doing, you you go to the next, you go to the next play. Like the game's not over. Um, and even if it is like, he's trying really hard to instill that 
just play with confidence, play with play cool, calm and collected, but you know, play with fire. I know calm and collected and then play with fire is two totally different things, but he's, he's got all these great metaphors. He's got all, he's, he's a great coach. I mean, I, I think we're seeing it now and it's just year one. Um, you know, I think as we've said before too, I think the rest of the season <laughs> looking forward is totally winnable. I think building on the confidence, that's the only thing that kind of, I think the bye week came at a good time, but one thing I would have been interested is if we would have had it this week and played Northwestern last weekend, if like we could have built that confidence, you know, beating Illinois and then beat Northwestern, you know, I think our confidence really at that point going into that bye week would have been huge, but regardless, I think it works both ways. I think there's a lot of good to come from both scenarios. So I'm not going to complain that we had a bye week, especially to let us get healthy. Um, and I think we're going to see a good, I think we're going to see a good team come out on Saturday. I think, we're, well, we for sure are, we're going to be there. Right. Hey. So, <laughs> so I think, uh, I think it's going to be exciting and I think they're going to really come out fired up. That's, uh, that's at two thirty. So, Mm-hmm. I, the only thing that would be really cool is if we had a night game so we could have that night game mm-hmm. atmosphere, but can't ask for everything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that I came across as just a question that was posed that I thought would be interesting to talk about, just because I think this is maybe where our biggest question mark is, is, um, and I say this as a guy that's been hard on Satterfield all year, mm-hmm. but with the way our offense is shaken out and we haven't had our traditional, like who they were planning on having on offense throughout the whole year, obviously that hasn't panned out throughout the whole year. Um, Sims wasn't as, as good as the guy as we thought he was going to be all these. There's a bunch of different things that have happened on offense that really just kind of culminate in not your typical year that we were probably looking for. I think we've adapted well regarding that, but do you think that it's fair to judge Satterfield in like even for me, like as hard as I have with the way the offense is shaken out. I mean, yes, you have to a little bit cause that's his job, but with the way that they've been depleted and the way that like the offense is just not, not everything they thought it was going to be at the start of mm-hmm. the season, as in just all the guys they had lined up, like these are our, you know, top wide receivers. Mm-hmm. This is who's quarterback and everything that's happened since then. Is it totally fair to just, just, or good Lord to judge Satterfield entirely and blame him for all the offensive woes i'm gonna go with no no i'm yeah it would be a no but it's it's easy because it's always the first person to blame because obviously they run the offense and call the plays and everything but i mean when you look at everything that has transpired since what like you said that what was going to be the start of the season like sims was going to be your starter you would have you know isaiah cars uh isaiah uh, Garcia Castaneda as a receiver. You obviously saw Marcus Washington, you had Xavier Betts for a time uh, as a wide receiver, and then Billy Kemp and Bullock. So, like, you had a better wide receiver room and a better passing quarterback. And I'm sure his his vision and Coach Rule's vision of using the pass more effectively kind of obviously got shaken up once he got down, and then you realized, you know, Heiner can throw, but, you know, he's obviously not the best passer in the world. He's better at running the ball. So then it's it's the ability of how are you able as a coach to adapt and change your play calling to what you have personnel on the field right now. And, you know, I think he's had – I know they've said a couple of times that, you know, they've had to ask Coach Ron Brown um, 
just for like his assistance with running options and play calls for the option because he has uh, experience with that with the running back room as well. So, you know, it's it's tough to put it all on him just because it's it's it would be different if everybody was healthy and we would see what this offense was like with a more healthy offense and you know if Sims was still the quarterback in the moment. Um, so it's it's not entirely his fault. A little bit is just him trying to adapt and being better at adapting and calling plays that are going to fit your personnel. That part, you know, you just have to do as a coach because that's what coaching is. You adapt, you have to adapt and change to what you have. And he's been able to do that mostly. Um, Obviously, you know, we're running more read option. We're running more QB draw. We're running it effectively at the same time. Um, But I mean, you know, Heinrich, we know is not the best passer and, I think that's what that's what he has to work on on the coaches. How are those passing plays? Are you going to do bootlegs? Are you going to do pay, uh, play action? Are you going to keep him in the pocket? Like, what is going to give Heinrich the best success to make effective throws and better passes? Because, um, like, you know, we haven't seen these deep shots that we saw all last year. Now, obviously, you don't have Trey Palmer or Casey uh, Thompson who can throw the ball like that, but. It's just, are you able to better design play action or just passes in general that suit Heinrich, that suit your receivers? Are your receivers able to create space and get open at the same time? Because, you know, you have Billy Kemp, you have Alex Bullock, and then you have your freshmen. Like, those freshmen are going up against, you know, more experienced Big Ten corners and more veteran corners that are used to this style of play. So are they able to be physical, shake them off, get open, do whatever they need to do? And that's... That's, I think, you know, part of the reason that Satterfield's not totally to blame either is, you know, he's everybody's working with new personnel. I mean, all these coaches are, but, you know, the offense has taken more hits player wise than I think any other position group right now. Um, I mean, the defense has had some of their, you know, big players go out, but I mean, they've adapted and Tony White's got that defense going where it needs to go. But the offense is still just kind of stuck trying to find itself, even though they are a running team. but. It's like, what kind of running team do you want to be then? You know, are you going to stick solely with an option quarterback? Are you going to try to get your running backs more involved? But, you know, I think as we've seen with the injuries go on, I mean, you have to stick with the QB run game and that's that's how they're going to have to be going forward. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that's, I don't think Satterfield's the blame. As, like I said, it's he's an easy target because he is the one that calls the plays and manages the offense and everything. But he has made some pretty questionable plays. Yes. Calls. Oh, yeah. I, and I that's not that a doubt at all. Back, I still think that goes back to he's trying to fit the best thing at the time. Yeah. And it just it, it looks bad because it doesn't work. If it would have worked, we'd be like, oh my god, that was a smart that was a smart play. Like, and that's yeah. that's why I think the game Saturday will be, you know what did they do over the bye week? What did they figure out with the wide receiver room? What did they figure out with the passing game over the bye week? Like, was he able to work with Garrett? Was he able to work with coach rule? Like were all those coaches able to come back together and figure out a better plan now going forward, knowing that you're losing your talented wide receivers, you know, like talented is a word, but you know, you're losing depth at wide receiver and now you're going to start playing these freshmen. So how, how was the offense able to be able to, to better cater themselves to just be better as a sense, <laughs> just be better <laughs> score, score all the points. But yeah, I don't think, I don't think Satterfield's to blame, but it's kind of like the same thing I said, with Sims all along, it's like, 
you can't you can't just put the bad play on Sims of why he got benched because he got hurt. So like that's that's the only thing that I still come back to is like, yeah, Sims probably would have get benched eventually if he kept playing the way that he did, but he got benched because he got hurt, not because of how he played. So it just so happens that worked out in our favor. (laughs) Right, exactly. And that's kind of the same thing with Satterfield. It's like you want to blame him, but you know, he's been dealt so many injuries, you know, throughout the season already, where you lose starter after starter after starter after backup that are guys that were constantly playing at the same time. So you can't also blame him at the same time. So it's it's just it's gonna be like that. I mean, I think these next six games are gonna be really telling, you know, obviously whether we see Heinrich still playing, if we see Sims at all, and just how the offense looks, you know, now that they've had more of a week to recuperate and better figure out what they want to do on offense. But Nate, yeah, your uh, thoughts. Anything add anything to add to that, Nate? I guess I'll I'll disagree, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm not this so he's all to blame. This is by no means like, a, oh, we need to fire Satterfield. But, well, firemen of the sun, sure. But um, I, don't, probably. I don't think we need to do anything drastic. Yet, yeah, I, but, I probably should have prefaced um, that. I don't think he's going to get fired at the end of the year. I mean, unless it drastically <laughs> yeah. takes a turn here in the next six games. But yeah, fair enough. But I, I mean, at some point, you do have to know your personnel and who is going to be running the show. Like, yes. He probably went into the season thinking that it was going to be Sims all season. It wasn't. And that's just part of coaching is you have to roll with the punches there and you have to know who your next guy up is. You got to have that in the back of your mind. You have to kind of know those scenarios and be able to put them in the best place to, you know, make plays. And I don't know that he has always done that. Not to say that he, he has made some good calls and for I would say probably 85, 90% he's, you know, pretty well in the zone and making good, good play calls. But there's that 10 to 15% of the time where you're just kind of scratching your head. Like, I mean, fourth and one shotgun comes to mind. Hey, uh, right off I was going to say someone did that in the NFL here this last weekend though, too. So, I mean, I think this weird symptomatic thing with offensive coordinators is just weird. Yeah. And it, I don't know. You have to adjust. You have to, I don't know, just make smart plays and know your guys and know what their abilities are going to be. I mean, yeah, you have a running quarterback. Maybe put them under center for a QB sneak at fourth and one, hand off the ball and I formation. I Get them some blocks. Not out of the shotgun? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a coach for a reason, probably. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Probably. Things come to mind where it's like, and then even in uh, the Illinois game, there were those couple times where rule had to call timeouts just to adjust the play because he saw the formation. He knew it was coming and he's like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> and it's, you don't want that dichotomy on your coaching staff. You don't want that kind of, and I don't think it's this big infighting or anything that's going to be butting heads, but you, you want everyone on the same page. You want everyone like, yeah, this is, this is a good play to run and clearly it, it might not be like you want, <laughs> you want a game plan going forward and you don't want any, you know, hiccups along the way. So I will, I will say that, yeah, Satterfield deserves some of the blame and he should be calling better games to an extent. I don't I think it'd be it... completely unreasonable to say. And I, I don't <laughs> know. I think he, 
he is a coach and he's i mean fairly young he has plenty of room to grow and just like this team he has to learn kind of what works and what doesn't so i'm I have no issue with giving kind of the benefit of the doubt and hopefully this bye week because like you said, Dandy giving him some time to work with the players, get to know mm-hmm. kind of their strengths, weaknesses, where where you can go from here and with the other coaches as well to uh, understand uh, kind of what, what he should be doing. So uh, again, I don't think all the offensive foes at some point, you're a product of the guys you have. And unfortunately he doesn't have an offensive line. So yeah, um <laughs> yeah you're you're dealt with what you what you you have and he's made mostly the best i think of the situation <laughs> he's in he's done fine so. enough i don't think it helps that he's also like he's the offensive coach so he's being compared mm-hmm. to the defensive coach which our defense leaps and bounds better. was way better mm-hmm. than even i expected us to be this year i i thought we'd be good and i think we'd be as good as we are and so, I mean, yeah, when you look at, when you just look at the difference between the two, it's like, well, how come the defense picked it up so quick? I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. Offense, I think, has a lot more bits and pieces. Definitely comes out of personnel, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, at that point, you know, Satterfield is what you call working with an empty cabinet. But mm-hmm. the other weird thing, and this isn't, this isn't not weird. This is something that I thought interesting, I guess would be the way to put it. Rule said in his press conference on yesterday, Monday, that. <clears throat> He has to essentially keep his guys in check. And I put that in quotes. Like he said something along the lines of Satterfield wants to pass it 50 times. And I obviously, I think he's exaggerating here a little bit Mm -hmm. or, you know, embellishing some, but he's like Satterfield wants to pass it 50 times a game. And Mm -hmm. Ed wants to go out there and fake a punt once every game. And like, (laughs) and, and to me, it's like, okay, so clearly there's like a level of, you know, Satterfield, and rule are working together in conjunction. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, it's Satterfield's offense, but rule is the one that if he see, like you said, Nate, like if he sees something and he's like, I don't like that. He has the final say. He's like, no, we're mm-hmm. not doing that. Yeah. And I like that. And I think it just kind of comes down to the fact that I think they're all still kind of working to figure themselves out to with mm-hmm. what they have. Obviously like the defense outside of Michigan, I don't think anybody can complain about, mm-hmm. um, and then on top of that, going back to Satterfield specifically, it's interesting to me because Rule also said in that same press conference, he's like, we want to, he basically says he wants the offensive identity to be, I want to run the ball and wear down the team all the way into the fourth quarter where we're going to beat you. It's like, okay, it's not exactly what he said, but it's something in that in that vein and kind of mixing and matching things he said in the past. So it's like, okay, but then we're still seeing times where it's like, we'll have an entire set of downs from first down to third down and we're passing every play it's like run heavy Mm -hmm. teams in theory don't do that so why are we trying to be overly smart when we don't need to be especially when we have a running back provided he doesn't fumble the ball that can pick up four to five yards pretty consistently Mm -hmm. um heck heck, even if he's getting three you know second seven is a lot more manageable than second ten when you know you're gonna have to start passing at least and i mean again there's probably a reason that we're not all coaches (laughs) <laughs> but I don't know. I, I still maintain, I, I kind of agree with you, Nate. Like, yes, he absolutely deserves some of the blame, but I don't think, I don't think he can be judged as harshly. And I say that more for myself because I keep saying, Oh, he needs to be the smartest guy in the room, especially after rule said like, Oh, well, you know, he needs to keep the guys in check. I'm like, maybe this is a, maybe that's part of the problem. Not the problem, but maybe that's what it is, is it's, you know, two heads 
coming together and they're not battling or, you know, not infighting anything like that. It's just, you know, the, he says, a, I say B, neither of them are, you know what I mean? Like it's just, mm-hmm. a, it's just a confusing mess. So, but I mean, well, I think it'll be interesting. I think the bye week is really going to help because it, we didn't have any pressure of a game. And yep. I think maybe now hopefully the offense is gelled. And I do like the fact that Malachi Coleman is now officially a starting wide receiver just because now that should help him gain confidence. He's now starting. Therefore, you know, he'll, he'll start to gel more with Harburg and, um, I mean, I don't know. There's not really much else. I guess we can talk about the keys to the game. I guess what we, what we want to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'll go to Andy for that. What do you want to see for the game? <laughs> a win. Well, yeah. Besides that. Um, no, like I had said before, I think if you come out and you control the game like you did against Northern Illinois, I mean, just you can't. I mean, if it happens like it did against Illinois and it's an uncomfortable win, that's fine. But I think this team has the capability to do what they did against Illinois, but convert on those offensive chances that they did and limit the turnovers, I think is the biggest thing. I mean, all of Nebraska's turnovers last game were in the fourth quarter. Um so if you can just limit those and score on score on those drives and take advantage of the short field um, after your own turnovers or anything like that, um, you know, Nebraska definitely can, you know, comfortably win this game by two scores like the spread says. But I think that's where it starts is establish the run game like they have been and limit your mistakes. Um, yeah, don't turn the ball over. Limit the holding kill penalties or drive penalties that kill the drives like holdings false starts all of that um if you can just limit that you know if nebraska has one turnover that's fine i mean it's bound to happen they're nebraska um but you know you can't be doing three four a game and still expect to win a game i mean like i said you know they they won that game last last time losing the turnover margin but that's just because illinois was a worse football team than us but I think that's that's my biggest key is if you are able to establish the run game and limit your mistakes on penalties and turnovers, I think Nebraska can comfortably win this game like they did against Northern Illinois. Yeah, I think I 100% agree with that. It's defense is going to be defense. They're getting stronger. They're getting healthier. They're gonna you know they're gonna keep us in the game. They aren't going to lose us the game by any means. I don't think. Unless something absolutely insane happens, um, I think our defense is going to be, you know, that cornerstone. I, I think they should be able to keep Northwestern in check. Their quarterback, surprisingly enough, has only had three interceptions on the season, and so I mean, hopefully we can bump those numbers up a bit. <laughs> That'd be nice to see. Yes, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's got to be on the offense. Just I want to see him have that confidence, move the ball, finish drives, limit the mental mistakes, like turnovers. Yeah. One, maybe two here or there. It happens. It's, it's the game. It's the just, the, just the, yeah, just there, there are some turnovers where you're like, Oh, we're just playing Nebraska football. <laughs> yep. You know, it, where we shouldn't be expecting that it, it should be okay. This is, I want to see a clean game, you know. I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, it and there's no reason why I think this couldn't be upscaled 
version of that Illinois game where, you know, Nebraska probably could have won that game by 40 points if they, mm-hmm. everything went their way. Um, I don't think it'll be quite that excessive, but I, especially, you know, it'll be interesting to see because Northwestern is also coming off their own bye week. So that'll be mm-hmm. um, interesting to see how they, how well prepared they come. But, um, you know, it's a home game. It's, it's a Big Ten game. Everything Great. we have nothing to lose, and everything to gain. Like we we have to just go out there, play loose, and just I don't know, play like we want to be out there. That's really what I want to see. So I'll uh, pass Zach on some of his keys of the game. I kind of think I answered. Well, maybe I didn't. I don't remember. I guess. But um, to me, I think the big one is just play with the confidence that I think they now have. Um, Keep the mentality, which obviously rule is preaching every every game. Rule is saying, <clears throat> you know, one down or you know, one just take it down at a time, day at a time, you know, whatever. You're not you're not looking forward, you're not looking backwards, you're looking, you're in the moment. Um minimize penalties, I think is a big one. I think we've gotten better. We're still pretty we're still pretty uh not great in that department, but I, we've gotten a lot better. We're not as undisciplined, it seems, as we were at the beginning of the year. Um, which, of course, I, I think that just comes with time, too. Like, you know, the fir- the beginning of the year, there seems to be a lot more penalties just because teams are finally back and playing and excited. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, once, once the nerves kind of wear down, you get into the groove, it gets a little better. Um, but like I said, we've gotten a lot better, it seems. Um yeah, play with confidence, minimize penalties, dumb mistakes, um, and just you know, I think play play the game that they know they can play. You know, they might not be the best offense ever. They might not be. They're they're a good defense. So like you know, lean on your defense. Let your defense do the work for you. But if you're the offense or the special teams, well, special teams, I really haven't had any complaints about. Maybe you know, make your kicks more often. But yeah, I I say that I'm not a kicker, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> give him too much crap fred true freshman kicker you know what he's gonna he's gonna come into his own as he needs to mm-hmm. um but if you're your offense you know don't make your defense work too hard get you know i i think to me it's hold on to the ball like you know we we know we can run the ball let's kill some clock let's just drive down the you know let's be that run heavy team that rule wants to be Obviously not every play, although if we did a 75-yard drive and ran it every play, I mm-hmm. think the entire stadium would light up, be like, oh my God, what do we do with this? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think, yeah, play with confidence, play with uh, play with confidence, minimize the mistakes, and play the game that you know you can because we saw him beat Illinois. And everything that could have went wrong pretty much went wrong in that game, and we still came out with a win. So I think now it's play better than that with the confidence that you now have because you know you can beat other Big Ten teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. And with that, let's get into predictions. All right. Which, Nate, you won last week, by the way. I did the math, and yeah. Nate was the closest. So. Yeah, I did. You were spot on with the Nebraska <laughs> guest, and you were actually over for Illinois' guest, so. guess who's back (laughs) (laughs) um i will uh i don't mind 
I was gonna say yeah, I've got come. I've got mine, so I'll just since I started it, I'll start it. Uh, Unless when you guys steal it, I got mine. Uh, gonna I was going to say, for me, I still think 11 points, unless it goes down by the time this comes out, of course, uh, recording this on a Tuesday, so this could change. I still think 11 points is ridiculous. I think we're going to be close. I don't think we're going to, co- I don't think we're going to quite cover that. I think, I think uh, Northwestern is going to keep it closer, but not by much. Uh, and I guess this might be a wild take, but I think Nebraska might pull out more than 20 points. I'm going to say 24, 14. Uh, you go Navy, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, eleven points um, favorite kind of makes me nervous, but I don't know. I'm gonna go with uh, not my gut and say thirty to twelve, Nebraska. Oh I man, think, I think we're gonna Oof. we're gonna come out. We're gonna have a good uh, good showing. Did you say thirty on, to twelve. Thirty to twelve. Yep. Why not? <laughs> Gonna be a weird field goal game for uh, Northwestern, and we're gonna be scoring some points. Uh, or, or they're gonna get two touchdowns, they, but try to do them. two point conversions <laughs> yep. and not get them. They do know the Nebraska. Abil- they know the Nebraska abilities boys are gonna be there in the stands, so they're gonna put on a good <laughs> showing. I, I got a good feeling about it. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am confident in our defense. I am confident that Nebraska will run the ball better, and we ball. We are going 35-10. Skurs. Hey, you guys are you guys are a lot more confident than me. I, you know, I after that mission game, a little little nervous on how the defense would respond. But I mean that, you know, the defense has been the MVP of the year so far, and I wholeheartedly can't have confidence in them to keep going back. And then you add Luke Grimer going back in too. I mean, that's just another huge potential piece to get back in that linebacker position. So I think they they limit. They live at Northwestern, and Nebraska just balls out. Heinrich probably with a couple, couple tutty runs. Why not? Look, look, that. we we've had a bye week. The roulette is slow, and <laughs> I feel great. And we had a bye week coming off of a win. So yeah. you know what? I, I do wow. I do appreciate that. I can I can appreciate the confidence <laughs> you boys are feeling. Um, I'm not changing my prediction by any means because here's the thing. And I don't necessarily think this is, I don't think it's going to be a defensive problem. I just see Northwestern doing something weird and flashy that just catches us just enough off guard that gets like one of those weird long, like 60 yard touchdowns in like the first half. And we're like, okay, we'll, we'll button up. And then like, it's close. This is how I envision the game going. It's like close at halftime. It's like 14, seven kind of game at halftime. And then Northwestern comes out and they get the ball and they do something wacky and get another touchdown and tie it. Like an then Nebraska, pick. but then Nebraska is like, okay, we're done with that. Now we're going to win. That's how I envision the game going. I hope I'm wrong because that sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds basically like the Illinois game again. And yeah. I, I really, really hope we don't see that too much, but Hey, I don't coach. I also don't play. <laughs> So if you're watching us on TV, if you're watching the game on TV, be on the lookout for the three of us also. Yes. Yes. Um, and if you'll we'll be wearing red and if you <laughs> yeah, were the guys in red. <laughs> um, so uh, being that Nebraska didn't do anything, I still maintain this, by the way, just going back to the whole we're on a bye week discussion. Last year was the greatest and worst year to start this podcast because last year <laughs> so much happened. Yep, but yeah. then every year after that, I don't think we're because like 
it was firing of Scott Frost and then the whole coaching search and all that discussion. And then it was also um, the whole conference. I mean, there's more conference Real. realignment, mm -hmm. but now it's just getting ridiculous. But at that time, it was big. <laughs> that was big news then, and now now it's just getting more ridiculous. So, yeah. I mean, at this point, conference realignment is is no different than like, oh, look, there's stars in the sky. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it, it doesn't Wait, seem to change. <laughs> You probably We're don't see through all the smog. in the city. We don't see those. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, We're big city life. <laughs> we, uh, I mean, unless you guys have anybody specifically, I don't think we have a fire into this award, son. Fire, fire into the sun award. Maybe it's me. I guess that's Ooh. me. I guess we're we firing said... the award into the sun. <laughs> all right. Ooh. Oof. Sorry, award. You didn't do too well. No this more, week. no more awards this year. You had a rough bye week. Oh my goodness! I guess. No, I, I don't think. I mean, specifically in terms of Nebraska, I don't think we have anybody, which I guess is good. It's Normally good. It doesn't happen. No, I think I think it was a bye week for the award too. All right. Yeah. Well, moving on then. For those that really follow that segment, Except for Zach, what's the fire of the award? <laughs> the yeah, <sun. laughs> don't don't ask me. Don't ask me what I was doing. We do it live. We do everything. Live. We do it live. No, no redos. All right. Well, moving on to trivia, which we did not have trivia last week. So coming back into Northwestern, we're going to be Northwestern centric. Um, and a reminder for those that uh, are listening, um, right now we have one person that has consistently. Uh, submitted trivia answers <laughs> we would love for more people but you know we understand if you don't want to or if you're nervous it's fine we get it um but you know you it, the option is there um we will we will accept more than one trivia answer but as of right now chris is leading us so our, our friend chris he is uh at this point I, unless somebody like feeds me all the answers from the previous week I, I, in like one shot. I, I don't know if anybody's going to catch him, but I could be wrong. But this week's trivia is when was the very first time Nebraska played against Northwestern? Uh, that's it. Just when was the last time <laughs> or the very first time that Nebraska played Northwestern? <laughs> that's um, it. Uh, it, was, nothing. it was slightly before my lifetime. So, I think that could be said for all of us. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good, not good hint, but just a hint, you know, because some some people might like like we did before we talked about it. Like, oh, that probably wasn't that long ago. It was that long there's, ago. There's was, your hint. There you go. It was that long ago. It was that long ago. And then the bonus question brought to you by Nate specifically, hey, wording and all. Welcome is trademark and this is completely unrelated to the normal bonus question so these are two separate times just hit another hint for another you. hint um who threw the swaggiest hail mary touchdown pass against north northwestern <laughs> also still in the pantheon of great but wild uh nebraska football plays mm -hmm. in my opinion i don't know if it's like i'm, I'm not gonna say it's like top 10 but it's definitely like top 25 <laughs> just because of how nuts it was. Um, so one more time around. When was the first time Nebraska played Northwestern with the bonus being <laughs> who threw the swaggiest Hail Mary touchdown pass against Northwestern? <laughs> um, and then for those that uh, 
if you do listen and you decide that this week is the week to change your life and do some Nebraska Abilities trivia, I have the email in our video, which is nebraskabilities at gmail.com if you want to email. Otherwise, uh, everywhere that you consume the podcast, uh, you can see in the description the link for our link tree, which will take you to that form, or uh, the link is directly in there too. Uh, so you have all sorts of options on how to get to the trivia stuff. Um, so yeah, if you're ready to, if you're ready to tackle some trivia with the Nebraska abilities guys, uh, now definitely you, you got it. You got a good chance. And I don't know if we've said it too much, but remember there is a prize. Yeah, there is. A prize. Still, we're, we're still working we're, on what the prize is, but <laughs> we're only halfway through the season. So you have a whole half the season to catch up to, uh, the Chris that shall not be named. And we'll be, and we'll be, and we'll even be like those Voldemort. We'll be like those good teachers in school, where if you start submitting some of your answers, we'll give you some, some uh, extra credit to help you get there. We might not give you full credit, but we'll give you some. Uh, we'll we'll help you catch up. Yes. These. This is entirely me just trying to sell the idea of trivia. So, like, really, really, you will. Really, I mean, we appreciate Chris doing it, but you know, we want some competition here. So, uh, and then finally, Nebraska takes on Northwestern this Saturday, uh, October. That is the wrong date. <laughs> they twenty first. Twenty first. Hey, at yep. least you caught it in the moment. October twenty first. Like I said, like I said, we do everything live on Big Ten Network. There and if you're go. at the game, or and yeah. you happen to listen to us, come say hi. We will be there somewhere. We'll be, yeah. I don't we'll know. Be in red. I don't know where we're. I don't know we'll where be we're in red. Um, I might actually wear one of my black shirts with Husker on it. So, saying. Uh, uh, I guess Zach. I'm, not, I'm not sitting with Zach anymore. You're gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna sit right in the middle of both of you guys. <laughs> Being separated for no reason. <laughs> uh. I don't have anything else. Nope. Scourge by 90. Alrighty. Well, we thank you all for listening. Again, you can find us uh, on our socials, Nebraska Abilities Podcasts, on uh, Twitter, not the other uh, site, uh, Facebook, and YouTube, or anywhere where you consume podcasts. So we appreciate all of you listening. And as always, it's a possibility, it's a Nebraska ability. <laughs>